Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We are the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cult, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Jim Clark. In the Bible, one of the most terrifying and horrifying scriptures is found in 2 Thessalonians 2.11, where it says, God shall send them strong delusion. Question, what does the phrase strong delusion mean? And what can we do to avoid falling into this trap, whether you are in the church or outside the church? Join us now as we come to part 16 in this series entitled, Why Does God Send Strong Delusions? For we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Good evening, Dr. Buckner. How are you doing tonight? Good evening, Brother Jim, and thank you so much for uh, that introduction and for being with us for uh, another edition of Contending for the Faith. We always get blessed when you're in the studio with us, and the Lord, through you, always uh, do a great job. So we appreciate you being here. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be encouraged by the Word, as well as the question and answer time that we always have on our radio program. Uh, We've been doing this series on the the three Ds that relates to the strong delusions from uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And uh, for a lot of you that are not aware of this, uh, I would like to kind of like relate uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9 through uh, 2 Romans chapter 1, because uh, they relate uh, together like um, a hand and a glove. And we want to encourage you to get your Bibles, and we want to look at uh, some things in Romans chapter 1, because uh, the Apostle Paul has really uh, hit this thing of delusional thinking in the head in Romans chapter 1. And as I said, Romans chapter 1 and Second Thessalonians chapter 2 works together like a hand in a glove. Let me break down uh, this, uh, uh, this idea of uh, strong delusions uh, and build around this uh, with... Uh, the letter P, and I want you to just kind of like uh, get your pen and paper and just kind of like uh, put down these P's, and uh, I want to kind of conclude it uh, by talking about the D's, but I want to say a few things about uh, the letter P uh, to keep things off here in relationship to Romans chapter 1, because these P's fit in uh, like a hand in a glove to Romans chapter 1. Let me say, number one, the first P that I believe the Apostle Paul is warning these the Roman church goers, uh, if they don't please God. Now, that's the first P, and you want to write these down. If they don't please God and worship him and please him as the creator 
over their creation. You know, the Apostle Paul said they worship the the creature rather than the creator. This is in Romans chapter 1. So the problem that was going on in Romans chapter 1 is that they got away from the creator, the maker, and the sustainer of all things. The one who stepped out on nothing, grabbed a handful of nothing, threw it nowhere, and it became a cosmos. They just stopped pleasing the God of the Bible. We always get ourselves into trouble when we get away from pleasing the God of the Bible. This is the first P. And my question to you tonight, are you really pleasing God? Are you really doing his will? The battle today is that man wants to do his will over God's will. And uh, you got to deny yourself. You got to take up your cross and you got to follow him. And you got to get to the place where you're pleasing him in everything you do, not just on Sunday. You just don't just talk to talk, but you got to walk to walk every day of the week, on the weekends, on Sunday. You can't just have churchianity. You can't just have your name on the church list. Your name got to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And you got to know Christ personally as your personal Lord and Savior. And you got to please him. And so this first P that uh, got them in trouble in Romans chapter 1 is that they got away from pleasing God. And we see this when we break down Romans chapter 1. We see that they did not please the God of the Bible. And this is what Paul is challenging them upon, the Apostle Paul. We see in Romans 1 and verse 25, and this fits under the letter P, that it says in Romans 1 and 25, who changed the truth of God into a lie. You remember, uh, this almost sounds just like Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 2, when they really rejected the truth of God. They rejected the truth of God for a lie. And here the same words are almost being said in Romans chapter 1. And it relates to 2 Thessalonians Thessalonians chapter 2. That they change, it says in verse 25 of Romans chapter 1, they change the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. And so when we change the truth of God and reject the truth of God and get into rebellion against the truth of God because we're living into a relativistic world, people are more into tolerance. See, the war of the two T's, they're more into tolerance over truth. They rejected Jesus as the ultimate truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Everything begins with Jesus Christ. You know, a lot of people will come to me and they'll say, Dr. Buckner, what is one of the best ways to witness to a Muslim, an Orthodox Muslim? Well, just tell them about Jesus. Because they say Jesus is a prophet and a prophet cannot lie. Well, if a prophet cannot lie in Islam, then when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life, in John 14 and 6, and no man comes to the Father but by me, that means that you got to accept that. You can't beat around the bush with that. And if you accept that, then you got to reject Muhammad. you got to reject Buddha, Confucius, Zoroaster, all of them. 
And uh, that's the reality check. So when we change the truth of God and we reject it, we always get into trouble because we even see the nation of Israel, the thing that got them disciplined by God, whipped by God over and over over again is because they got away <clears throat> from the truth of God's word. And when they got back to the word of God, revival broke out. And every time we get back to the word of God, revival breaks out in our hearts and in the community and in our family, the church and everywhere else. So the first P has to do with pleasing God and worshiping the God of the Bible and that God of the Bible alone, no other God, worshiping him alone, seeking him first, Matthew 6 and 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So the thing that gets us in trouble today is that we're not pleasing him, number one. See, so the first P has to do with pleasing God. Now, when we don't please God, it leads to the second P, which is we have the wrong practice. See, the wrong practice. And Paul is addressing all of this because they didn't serve the cre- the creator. They got into the creature. And then when they got into the creature, someone other than the, than the God of the Bible, their practice went awry. Their practice went wrong. See, so the second P, number two, has to do with the wrong practice of God, worshiping God. And it says in Romans 1, in verses 21 through 23, this goes under the the second P, Romans chapter 1, verses 21 through 23, verse 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imagination, and their foolish hearts was darkened. And verse 22 Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Isn't that interesting there? And it says in verse 23, And changed the glory of God into an image made like unto corruptible man and birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. See, so what happened was here is that when their pleasing of the God of the Bible went awry, went wrong, then the practice of serving him went wrong. See, and the practice of the true religion of God went was no longer right with them, and they were no longer serving the God of the Bible. They went to, rather than the higher level of serving God, they went to the lower level of even serving beasts, and they got into idolatry. And we see this practice, this wrong practice today, because people are not practicing serving the God, pleasing the God of the Bible. We see the wrong practices in our world today, in our churches today. People are serving other gods and idols. We look at Mormonism. They're serving a multitude of gods. Jehovah's Witnesses have more than one God. They uh, say Jesus was a God, and they say Jehovah is a God, and And then we see in word faith teachers, because they are not practicing serving the right God. They're not pleasing him, so they teach that they can become gods. See, when we're not pleasing God, our practice goes wrong. And in our world today, people are practicing serving God the wrong way in their lives, in their families, in their homes, their spouses, their cars. They're worshiping their cars, their jobs, their their churches, their businesses, their sex, their drugs, 
alcohol, sports, pornography, texting, social media. They're more into Facebook than the than the Grace Book, which is the Bible. And see, we're getting ourselves further and further away from God. Now, let me repeat these P's so we make sure we're on the same page. So when there is no, number one, pleasing of God, that's the first P, in serving the God of the Bible alone, this leads to the second P, which is the wrong practice of God and the, the God of the Bible. And then it leads us to this one. The, the second P is wrong, which is the wrong practice, which is idolatry. It leads to the number three P, and that's perversion. Perversion. We see in Romans chapter 1, verses 24 through 27. It says in verse 24, Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness. Now, this is the perversion. Notice this. This is the P that fits under perversion. Uncleanness through the lust, that's perversion, and of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. We see this going on today. The issue today, my friend, listen to this carefully. The issue today is not that there is a biological problem because God didn't create you to be the opposite of what he made you to be. The war of the two bees, there is a war of they trying to blame this on a biological problem. No, that's not it because he's letting you know here in Romans chapter 1, 24 through 27, that they are dishonoring their bodies and this is because they've fallen into perversion. And the first B is they're trying to blame it on a biological issue. And it's not that first B. It's the second B. It's a behavioral issue. That's what it is, a behavioral issue which they've chosen to sin against the God of the Bible. This is the perversion that we are faced with today. Romans 1 and 26 for this cause, God gave them up unto vile affection. There's the perversion. Look at all these words. Vile affection, for even their women did uh, change the natural use unto which is against nature. Notice he says it's against nature. It's against the way God has made it. Don't blame it on the biological thing. That's not what it is. It's a behavioral issue. It's a sin issue. And verse 27, and likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burn, here's the perversion, burn in their lust one towards another. Now let's review these P's. Number one, they got away from pleasing the God of the Bible. That's the first P. The second P is this, they fell into the wrong practice of the God of the Bible. And this wrong practice, number three, opened the door, Pandora's box, to the third P, perversion. All sorts of wickedness. You know, you can practice sin so long against God, and God will get to the place where you say, you know what, I'm backing up. I'm going to let you be to yourself. That's what happened with the, the tribe of Ephraim. It says in, with the tribe of Ephraim, Ephraim has joined himself into idols. God said, therefore, leave him alone. This is what we're dealing with in our world today. And then let me say this in closing. Number four, the fourth P. 
when you fall victim of all these P's and perversion leads to the fourth P, which is the punishment of God. God will punish sin. There is a penalty. Punishment and penalty for sin. And then it talks about in verses 27 through 32, I'm going to close on this, this list, this ugly list. I want you to notice this, this ugly list, verses 27 through 32, this is God giving them up to unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, and this ugly list goes on and on. Now, this is what I want to say in closing. This is the three D's I want to say in bringing this home. You're going to either make a number for the first D, make a decision to serve and please the God of the Bible. If you fail to do that, then you will never be delivered. That's the second D. You'll not be delivered by God through the power of the Holy Spirit, and then you'll fall victim of the third D, which is the strong delusion. Which one, which one of these D's do you want? I want the first two, not the last. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says regarding these three D's as well as these P's. Brother Jim. Oh, Dr. Buckner, you have done it tonight. <clears throat> That's some solid preaching. If you'd like to chat with Dr. Buckner, ask him questions about what he preached on. And uh, before we get back to that, we want to begin by thanking everyone who has been diligently praying for contending for the faith. Without your faithful prayers and support, we would never make it. We also want to thank those who gave this week, Jackie, Gail, Mary June, Sally, William B., and Bruce. It costs us $400 a week to stay on the radio. If you have been blessed by Dr. Buckner's teachings or by this program, won't you partner with us financially? We are listener-supported, so this is the only way we can make it. Also, if you have been blessed with a tax refund, please don't forget Contending for the Faith. There are two ways you can donate. Number one, you can send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Once again, I just repeat that. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Or the easy way is just go onto your computer to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the donate button. I'd also like to remind everyone that Dr. Buckner, he's always teaching, always teaching. In fact, he'll be beginning another nine-week course on Monday, February 19th, on Spiritual Gifts and Rewards, Part 2. That will be at the East Bay Baptist Association, and the address for that is, if you've got your pencils out still, it's 1221 Pacific Avenue, 1221 Pacific Avenue in San Leandro, California. <clears throat> yes, uh, Dr. Buckner is always busy with teaching, and uh, just like tonight, talking about those uh, four P's and the three D's, and we want to uh, discuss more about that, but we also have some callers we want to get back hey, to. Hey, man, let's get to those callers. I believe we have uh, Cece. Yes, Cece. How are you, you doing this evening, Cece? I'm doing all okay. How are you guys doing? Well, we're truly blessed. Uh, how did the word speak to you tonight? We trust that you heard it and got blessed by it. I got blessed by it a lot. I like how you connected it to um, Romans chapter 1. That that was a really um, good connection and how you um, connected all those P's, you know, the, the pleasing and then the wrong practice. I mean, that was that was awesome. And perversion, 
I already got them. In my, they're already in my head. It, it, it didn't punish me. I didn't. I didn't even write those down. It, it, it's there. Mm-hmm. Hey, Amen. The Holy Spirit has uh, uh, stamped it right there and uh, in your heart as well. And we know it's gonna uh, stay with you. Which one of these P's ministered to you the most? The not pleasing part, and then the wrong practice because people not pleasing God, and then like you said, they get into the Mormonism and the Jehovah Witnesses and, you know, all these Confucianism and all these other different um, theologies, and that's, a, you know, and then they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Once you don't please them, because like you said, you go, you, then you, you, be, you, come, in, you be, come into a delusional state, because they believe that those um, religions are actually going to lead them to God, when it's actually leading them away from Him uh, into the pits of hell. Mm-hmm. Amen. That is so true. Well, you... Knock the home run talking about uh, pleasing because everything begins right there. And if we have that right, uh, we won't have to worry about the perversion and the punishment and uh, also the P, the practices, because we want to make sure that we are practicing serving the right God and being obedient to him. So we appreciate your feedback and uh I guess it's been a couple of weeks that we uh, talked about a few things. I don't know if you remember what we talked about. I think it was the Tigris uh, River that I I delegated to you to do some homework on it. Did you get a chance to do some on that? Uh, Yeah, I did did a little homework. Okay, what did you come up with? Um, On on the Tigris, Tigris River? Yes. Uh, well, in my, in my Bible, it, it, it says it says Hittikel, but I actually uh, believe that the better translation for that would be um, Tigris. And the first time this this river Tigris is mentioned is in the book of Genesis, chapter two, verse uh, fourteen. And what's interesting about this Tigris River, it flows to the mountains of uh, Armenia, fifteen miles south, into the Euphrates rivers, which the Euphrates River is also one of the rivers that's mentioned in um, the book of Genesis, and it also flows east uh, to into Assyria. And uh, what's interesting and what I learned is that oftentimes when God gave his prophets visions, he gave the visions by the, when it was by the river, like in Ezekiel chapter 1, when Ezekiel was by the river, he was given a vision, and it's very powerful. And um, the river is a, is a peaceful place to be. As a matter of fact, God said in Isaiah that he said, I will send peace to her like a river. And it's also good to go to a peaceful place to pray. A lot of times we find ourselves, you know, around, need to get away from all the radio, the sounds, the music, the kids, and whatever it is that you, the job or the mall, and just go to that solitary place. Because I know in Mark chapter 1, it said that Jesus got up early in the morning, went off to a solitary place, and he prayed. And so that's us spending that a long time with God, and he begins to minister to our hearts. Amen. Uh, well said. Uh, I see that you really did some homework on this, and I validate you for that. Uh, you know, it's uh, lets me know that you do have a hunger for the Word and a desire to go deeper. And just the fact that, <clears throat> excuse me, it's the fact that you can consistently uh, call in and and constantly uh, praying with us, and we're praying with you, and you're learning from what is being taught here. It's uh, equipping you. You know, we're 
all about equipping the saints, you know, and equipping the saints today is uh, more vital today than evangelism because, uh, you know, we put so much emphasis upon evangelism first, but you you cannot be a great evangelist unless you've first been equipped. And I always say this, if you don't get equipped, you will get whipped. And so when you get equipped, you're going to be faithful in all the other areas of ministry. And that's what I see happening with you. You're being equipped, and uh, this equipping in the Word and the delegation that uh, I've been giving to you is helping you to go deeper and stronger. And I'm glad you brought up that point about the river because it is a calming effect. It is a peaceful place, and it fits into Matthew 11, 28, and 29, where Jesus said, Come unto me, all you that labor, and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It has a way of giving you that peace, but that rest. And Jesus even mentioned in the Gospel of John that the Holy Spirit will come through you like rivers of, of uh, like a flooding rivers of water that will bubble over into everlasting life through the power of the Holy Spirit. So it fits into also the workings of the Holy Spirit in our life, you know, so... Uh, like a rushing mighty wind and, you know, that's bubbling over into everlasting life. So thank you so much for that feedback. Yeah, thank you. You guys, have, you guys have been a great encouragement to me. Amen. Well, we got to get you down the road. You're a fast learner and you like to learn the word. We got to get you one of these times in our class. You will be blessed and you'll, that'll help you to even grow uh, deeper into the Lord. Um, Sounds good. Yes, and uh, starting Monday is that that class too. And we, uh, for those who may be, uh, you know, uh, needing to talk to me about, uh, you know, the possibility of scholarships too, uh, we can talk about that as well. So let's uh, see what's on your heart regarding um, uh, prayer. If you can, just um, pray for uh, my family again, my mother, Rosalinda, um, all of my family. And um, if you guys can, uh, just pray for me, because I've been getting, um, I guess, um, satanically attacked. And I don't want to pray for that. And even while I'm sleeping at night, um, I've been getting attacked. And you can pray for me in other areas, wherever, how the Holy Spirit leads. And then I want to I want to lift up the bear or rapper too short, um, that God will get a, a, hold of, a hold of him. And um, and also protect him because I know he's around a lot of you know a lot of could be you know some dangerous spots and I want to I want to pray for that man and also um, the rapper Eminem I want to continue to lift up him he's a young adult and I know he could be a, such a, a blessing to other young adults his age and younger if he became you know a minister of Christ. Okay, very good. Um, let me just ask you this before we get into the prayer. What it, what are you doing regarding the uh, how are you counteracting the satanic attacks? I put on my I put on my full armor I put on I, I put on my full armor of God and then I, I quote a lot of other scriptures in relationship to um, spiritual warfare and um, I do a lot of pray I, I pray a lot more probably more often I probably pray more often that has me praying even more than I usually would pray with these attacks going on. So, you know, God, he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Well, very good. Well, you know, that's a really good thing that you're, you know, keeping on the armor as well as that you 
using the Word of God. That's what Jesus did when he was attacked by the enemy. He said it's written. Uh, also, you may want to uh, include in your prayer um, Isaiah 54 and 17, where it talks about no weapons formed against us shall prosper. Uh, Thank you. Say that over and over. You know, no weapons formed against me shall pro- prosper. And also, First uh, John 4 and 4, ye of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So you have something greater in you that's than in the world, meaning the devil, the flesh, and the world. And, you know, it's important also to keep yourself accountable uh, with other Christian people so that they can be praying for you, too, because in this battle, we can't fight the enemy alone. we got to really be surrounded around the family of God, so that's going to protect you. So we're going to turn it over to Brother Jim and have him to pray for you right now regarding these prayer requests. How you doing, Cece? Hey, how you doing, Jim? Oh, I'm doing well. And uh, it's always good to hear from you and to hear what's going on in your life and hear how you're growing in the Lord. <clears throat> so, thank you for the call, Yeah, let, you bet. Let's uh, let's just lift you up, you and your family. Uh, Lord, we thank you for CC, and we thank you for his faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, that um, he has uh, take, been taken to task to to do more deeper study into the Bible, and he has he is doing it. And Lord, we uh, we appreciate him for that. Lord, I pray for him and his family. I pray for Rosalinda's mother that you would watch over their health. Uh, Lord, I pray for these uh, celebrities that have come to his heart, uh, the rapper Too Short and Eminem. Lord, I pray that you, the Spirit of God would come upon these guys, and uh, Lord, that that they would ju- uh, just have a sudden turnaround on how they look at you and what's going on in their life, Lord. We just pray that uh, that you would speak to these men. And Lord, I pray for uh, uh, against the, the enemy, his servants, their works and effects, Lord Jesus, and what's going on with C.C., Father, we thank you that you are a great God and that you love us and you love Cece and his family. And, Lord, we lift him up and pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Brother Jim. And just want to say this, Cece, before you go, there are three things that the devil hates and utilize it. One is prayer. Anytime you bring yourself in the presence of God, he has to leave because he wants nothing to do with uh, that. The second thing is that he hates uh, the cross, anything that represents the cross, a crucifix. And then... The the most important thing that he hates is the name of Jesus because there is power in the name of Jesus, there's authority in the name of Jesus, and those things I would add to you dealing with the attacks of the enemy. So thank you so much for your call, and I know we need to go to a commercial break now. And we'll hear from you after the break. Welcome back. My name is Jim Clark in the studio with Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Before we get back, though, I'd like to also remind you again about Dr. Buckner's teaching that he will begin a nine-week course on Monday, February 19th. And that will be on spiritual gifts and rewards. That'll be part two of that teaching. So, and uh, once again, that's going to be at the East Bay Baptist Association, 1221 Pacific Avenue in San Leandro, California. And I also want to remind you again that this is a listener-supported program, and we uh, we do uh, like to get gifts from you, and that, that helps support the show. It's very necessary because uh, without your support, we go off the air, and I don't think that uh, that you would really want that to happen. And so uh, we look forward to hearing from you in that regard as well. So now, Dr. Buckner, I think we're going to go back to the phones. Yes, and before we do that, I just want to just say to all of the 
listening audience and those who have been faithful supporters, including uh, for a lot of you that don't know this, Jim and his wife Kim has been faithful in giving uh, constantly. Um, you know, we want to thank God for them. Thank God for all of you who have been faithful in your giving. Some of you have stepped up uh, this week in a bigger way for the ministry of Contending for the Faith, and we really appreciate all of that. So thank you for your prayers as well as your financial support. And as Brother Jim said, uh, what a way to bless ministries, not only this ministry, but other ministries that has blessed your heart by just saying, you know, I got blessed with these extra taxes and uh, refunds, and I just want to be an extra blessing to the ministries. It's a good opportunity for you to do that. All right, let's get to um, some of our uh, callers. I think we have uh, Sandra that's on the phone. Sandra, are you there? I am. How are you doing this evening? I'm blessed. All righty. What, what can we do for you tonight? What's on your heart? I pray for one of my friends that were in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Recently, he had a seizure, and he's in the hospital now. Okay. And his name is Mike. Mike, okay. Mike, M I K. Okay. And some other people that going through a rough time. Because one of my friends, one of her family members, passed away. Mm-hmm. Okay. And some other people that I know the Lord. Mm-hmm. Do you get a chance to visit your friend? No, not in the hospital. Okay. That program I do, not a program, but I go to a program that I saw today. It's called Turning Point. Mm-hmm. I went there to watch a good movie and saw my friends there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I need to pray for a staff that's saying this, that's mm-hmm. working at my school, at my home. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's go before the Lord in prayer uh, regarding these prayer requests. And we know God uh, says the prayers of the righteous availeth much. So let's have Brother Jim to pray for these prayer requests. Okay. <clears throat> Hi, Deborah. How are you doing? Oh, that's Sandra Seal. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yes, I was, I was thinking Deborah because we are going to pray for Deborah as well. Mm-hmm. Sandra, very sorry. Anyways, uh, <clears throat> let's, uh, let's pray for your request here for Mike. And, uh, Lord, we just lift up Mike, who's in the hospital, Lord, evidently has had a seizure. Yes. And, Lord, we know that's a very serious thing. Lord, we know that you are a great God and you are a healing God. Mm-hmm. And, Father, we pray right now that you will come upon Mike in the hospital and heal his body completely. Lord, we know you can do that. It would be a miracle. It would astonish the doctors. And, Lord, we pray that, uh, that that's the sort of miracle that we would like tonight, Lord, that he would just be able to be fully healed and even walk out of the hospital. Lord, um, in light of that, we just pray that whatever comfort that you can give him or would, would uh, deem it would be good to give him tonight, Lord, we pray that you would give him that and uh, continue to heal his body. And we thank you for Sandra, and thank you for her call. Lord, we just pray that you would continue to bless her in her, uh, um, in her health, Lord, and, and keep her uh, strong in the Lord, and keep her seeking after your truth and your wisdom. Lord, we pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. 
Thank you, Brother Jim. Thank you, Sandra, for your uh, call. And keep us posted on your friend here and uh, that we can continue to uh, keep uh, him up in our prayers. I will. All righty. God bless you, and have a blessed weekend. Don't forget to go to church on Sunday. That's what we're going to be doing tomorrow. Amen. That's good. All righty. God bless you. God bless you, too. May God be y'all, protect y'all. Thank you so much, and thank you for your call. Do we have another uh, caller? I No, I don't think okay. so. But I have a question for you, Dr. Bugner. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just last night, as a matter of fact, we went out for uh, pizza with some folks from uh, from church that we know. And uh, it was a great time. We were sitting around talking, and, and uh, there was a, my kids were in the back playing video games and whatnot. Uh, then while we were there, we had this uh, baseball group come in, start to fill up the pizza place. And that was about the time that we were... All right, ready to check out and leave. And as we walked out, my youngest son, he runs up to me. And, and, and by the way, we were there with his friend who is uh, from a Hindu family. It's in our neighborhood. And so uh, they both ran up to me. They were very concerned. And uh, my youngest son, William, he looked at me and he said, Dad, um, while we were back there, there was these, these kids and they were, they were saying bad things about God and they were, they were saying mean things about Christians. You know, and he had this look in his eyes like this is very serious. And they were also he's mentioned that they were mocking uh, the Hindus as well. Anybody, any belief in God, so uh, or any belief in the supernatural. So, uh, and he looked at me, and he was just beside himself. He wanted, I think, he wanted me to go in there and beat him up or something. <laughs> but uh, that brings a, a question about what do. What do we do in situations like that when we're around people who are openly mocking God? And in this case, it was kids. And I told them, look, kids are going to do that, and we'll pray for them. We'll pray that, you know, his, his mind, uh, you know, that the, the Holy Spirit will come upon him and that they will become a Christian. Hey, listen, that happened to me. I said a lot of stupid things when I was a kid, and we all do. Uh, but that's a question about what generally can happen today, especially you're in the workplace. You're around people who are mocking God mm-hmm. and uh, and openly in front of you, even maybe knowing that you're a Christian and, and mocking God. Mm-hmm. How does a Christian properly respond to that? Mm-hmm. Right. That's a good question. Uh, you know, one of the things I've experienced this too, uh, Jim, uh, when my kids were younger and uh, that sort of thing, uh, one of the ways I think to handle a situation like that is to kind of like uh, first and foremost to uh, let your kids know that we're in a world uh, of warfare. And we're dealing with uh, the enemy um, constantly, nonstop, and, and, and to share with them Ephesians 6 and 12, that mm-hmm. we wrestle not against flesh and blood but principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. So they understand that that uh, the young people their age is uh, victims of a villain. They're not the villains, but they're victims of the villain. And so once they understand that, that they are being used by Satan, they start to have more sympathy uh, and they start to understand that perspective. And then from there, the second point is this, the, to get into a spirit of prayer that uh, rather than being, you're going to be shocked at those things because when you experience it, it's, it's going to overwhelm you, kids especially. But that's where we kind of teach the children 
to get in a spirit of prayer for the for them those people. And that's why Jesus said, pray for your enemies. Pray for those that spitefully use you. So we have to teach our children at an early age to pray. So it would be good when he comes to you is to simply say uh, to your son, son, this is the time when we have to pray for people like that. And you grab his hand, and then you kind of get into a, um, a, a spirit of prayer with them. Um, and that's teaching them to pray for people are, that are under the control and the lap of the evil one, that they will be delivered. I think the third thing is this, is that some things in a public setting, when there's a, they're mocking Christianity and they're mocking other religions, if it goes on for a long period of time, some kids, like you said, joke and, and they tease and they do that for a short period and, it's, and then it's done. But if they continue to do something like this, nonstop, it's very important for them to simply say, you know what, I'm in a public setting, and um, I don't deserve to hear someone in a public setting downing my faith and downing the faith of others. So that's why you have uh, people that work in those public places who are, um, you know, supervisors and workers so that when they uh, are aware that this sort of thing is going on, they can come over and diffuse it. Because we're living in a world today when we see all of this this terrorism and killing and uh, going into churches and, and, and killing people and that sort of thing. These things cannot be taken lightly when, when young people are doing it. And we recently just heard about this thing in Florida where mm-hmm. the guy yeah. just uh, goes in and, and just in a school and just kills 17 people and wounded 14 other people. When people mock other faiths and Christianity and they doing it, we have to really look at those things on a serious note and say, okay, this is kind of like going on in a period of uh, longer than what I'm expecting because some kids could be teasing, and that's when you're kind of praying for them. But if it's going on, somebody could snap and do something. So it's, it's so those are the three things that I would say that was very helpful, and uh, I think those are things that are very important to keep in mind. Before our time is out, and thank you for that question. That's a very good question. I think that that question is going to help not only you out, but it's going to help a uh, Uh, a lot of other people who are listening, because you never know when it's going to come up, not only with children, but it can come up with adults. And we don't have to experience anything like that in a public setting, Mm -hmm. whether it's at a school, because the moment something is said regarding uh, some religion, people, ethnicity, that's when they say immediately report that to the principal. Report that to them, because you never know what kids are planning to do and what's in their minds. You know, so those are things the same. But let me say this, and in, 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 in before our time's up, how did this um, this message tonight with these uh, these different P's minister to you? What what did you get out of this for you and the message, and even the concluding it, talking about the three D's? How did uh, these P's and then concluding it with the three D's relate? How did it minister to you? Well, I think it uh, it makes me uh, think back upon my 
early days, <laughs> you know, uh, the days when before I was a Christian and those times after I became a Christian, the the, the warfare that was going on in my life um, and and how, um, you know, there was it's really interesting how I think God takes you through the the fire and, and he allows you to go through stuff to refine you. And that is definitely what happened to me. But in, in light of that, I look at this and I say, yeah, that this is what was happening in my life. I had, um, I was not pleasing God. And, and so consequently I, my practices were wrong. You know, I, I became perverted in my thoughts and 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 what I thought and was okay, and then and then I experienced some real tragedy. Now, the uh, I wouldn't say go so far as to say that in in my situation it was a punishment of God because the punishment is for for the non-believer, but but for me, um, it was a disciplinary act. Right, God disciplines His children, and so um, I had to go through some stuff, and it was it was bad. If nobody um, wants to go to the woodshed with God. I'll that's right. That. <laughs> that's right. So, you know, I uh, and because of that, you know, I I did make a decision at that time. I I, I learned, <laughs> and I'm thankful to say that. And God delivered me. I it was uh, my life really turned around at that time. I mean, there was two very distinct points in my life that were that that were part of my my. Uh, becoming a spiritual man and knowing who God was. Uh, there was the days when I, my, when I basically, I didn't mock God, but I was eh, pretty much, you know, I had pretty much declared myself a humanist, uh, an atheist, I, or agnostic. I, you know, I was the type of guy, proud, go toe-to-toe with you and, and tell you why I thought you were wrong. And, uh, and when I finally bent my knee to my Lord, that was a huge change, huge, and that you knew that, that that was only the Holy Spirit that could get. That's you right. Oh, it, it absolutely was. There's mm-hmm. No mistake about it. And as I as my life began to change, I was still had a lot of sinful behavior that needed to be washed out of my life, and God, he he took me through that. Right. And then to hold on to that point because that's a really important point because I want to let people know that when we use the word deliverance. It's not an, a situation that happens and all your problems are gone. Right. Because people have to understand that the you know justification starts when you accept the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then the second theological term that happens in our life is sanctification, where God is every day uh, making us, breaking us, and remaking us into the Imago Dei, the mm-hmm. image of Christ. But Go ahead. I know we're getting ready to come on, but this is good, some good stuff because the word faith teachers are always saying once you get delivered, your problems are gone. Right. No, that's it. <laughs> Doesn't work that way, folks. I'm sorry. Well, we've come to the end of another exciting broadcast, and we would like to thank Vince, our engineer, Frederick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being a part of tonight's program. It's important to us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us, so please drop us a note and let us know how this program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California. You can also reach Dr. Buckter by phone, and that's 415-721-1778. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time, when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions 
Make comments and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525.